Off the Ball Daily, a home for your favourite podcast from Off the Ball. Everyone wants to see what Djokovic is doing at home, and you know, everyone wants a little insight into what's making him the best tennis player in the world. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. We're going to Australia. Surely, surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. You can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green. So we've come down to the beautiful Blessington Lakes. But in true Irish fashion, we haven't gotten the day that we deserve, but we are in for a treat. We're going to be speaking to one of the superstars of the Irish women's soccer team, Louise Quinn, about what's coming this summer, bringing the national team down to their first ever Women's World Cup. What a summer we're in for. So what I'm looking forward to is chatting to Louise, understanding the character behind the person and the player, and also what's the state of women's sport in Ireland? What's her perspective on it? Where are we really at? Louise, I want to get back and cover um, where it all began for you, but it feels wrong to begin there considering what's coming this summer. FIFA Women's World Cup, first time Ireland are going to feature. Mm-hmm. How good? Just the best. Um, it, is, it is the dream. Probably one of those dreams that sometimes you're not sure is going to become a reality at all. Take us back to Hamden Park then at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. How nervous are you when you know everything's at, on the line here, everything's at stake, the potential to, to play in a World Cup if we can just get this one fixture away? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was more of a nervy kind of build-up. I was doing all right in training sessions, but it wasn't great. And we just kind of hadn't maybe figured out exactly just clicked exactly yes you know international football you get a few days together you have to make it work and then you know figured out we're playing Scotland match day minus one in Hampden Park um yeah Vera and Katie were off doing media it was delayed Katie was chatting too much and yeah and so we just had to hang around the dressing room for a little bit for a little while so we just started doing like headers keeping it up literally 20 four of us, 25 of us, and then trying to get it in the bin at the end. And we just had the best laugh. It was like, you know, just pure, you know, child's play, just really just messing around. That was it. Like, I felt like this just sort of weight, like off me, but you could kind of just feel it off everyone. And we just, we just knew kind of, it was, it was there for us all to play for. And if we stick to our game plan, we're going to, you know, we're going to find gaps and holes in, in their sort of, um, set up and, and that was it and then the game itself obviously you can see the penalty mm-hmm. uh, you know relatively early on and, and, and it's saved so yeah. you're thinking okay the stars are aligned here mm-hmm. yeah that was you know it was, it was one of those as well yeah it was it was a handball in the box and Courtney as well she was like you could see she was just able to start reading she was you know just making great saves during the week as well Post game, Katie like so she sat behind Courtney on the bus, and said five ten minutes before we arrived to Hamden that she could see Courtney looking at videos of Caroline Weir taking penalties. What's that feeling like at, on the final whistle? Heard the whistle and I did just like collapse a little bit. I just went to my knees and you know, but you don't think about it. It just it was like the whistle just made me just drop. 
And then I, I think I was only down there for like two seconds and then Heather Payne, the you know, half human, half horse, fastest thing that there is, um, <laughs> unbelievable, just jumps into my arms. And there's just brilliant videos as well of people just running around, you know, on your ground. I was like, who do I go to? Who do I go to? Claire Reardon, you see <laughs> Don't her. Be left alone. Yeah, yeah. You see then the subs like doing a, <laughs> doing a John Terry and taking off their kids so they're in their jersey running around the pitch. And it was just, yeah, it was, we didn't have, um, you know, a celebratory drink until we got to the flight. So, you know, we was that was the thing. The dressing room was just buzzing with just pure adrenaline and joy and, um, yeah, and just traveling. And, yeah, the flight was, the flight was great and quick. Um, and, yeah, and then we just went into uh, one of the pubs just outside town. They'd organized something for us. And, like, there was even, like, <clears throat> Sky Sports on on the telly in the background. And so Amber's goal kept coming on. They were just showing highlights and just the reaction every time. We saw it about 12 <laughs> times that night, just on, like on Sky Sports. Honestly, the best 12 hours you know, of my life. You're just enjoying it with those, those people. Mm. And um, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. What's the expectation in the summer? Expectation is results that I think we can, we can guess. Um, you know, it's it's still very realistic for us to to pick up points. We've shown, you know, what kind of team we are. Very hard to break down against top quality sides. So, and I think the teams that we're playing are obviously top draw. You know, Olympic champions, Canada, Australia, who just have some of the top players. You know, in the world, one of the best strikers in the world, Sam Kerr. How does it make you feel when you talk about someone like Sam? Um, that you'd be facing as a, as a centre-back, will you, does it, I, I can't imagine she gives you sleep this night, but does it, does it, do you find yourself thinking about it, about how, you, how you're going to try and mark her, how you're going to yeah. keep her quiet? Yeah, like that's the thing, I've, I've faced Sam Kerr a few times now, and there's been times where she has, yeah, she's put me down. How are you parking um, mistakes out on the, on the field? I definitely used to carry them a lot more. Um, I think it sometimes kind of depends, even sometimes, yeah, maybe what kind of game it was. So that's it, when I was, you know, playing for, playing for Arsenal, let's say. And, it, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a massive club. You know, I felt a lot of pressure there sometimes, but also loved it. But, you know, if you made, if you made a mistake, and obviously against a Chelsea, a Man City, you're almost always going to get punished. So that, sometimes I carried that a lot. And yeah, so just in the last couple of years, and it probably really started from when we actually lost that game to Ukraine that didn't get us to the playoffs mm -hmm. for the Euros. And from then, I just I really just started playing with no fear. How it happened, I don't really know, but I think it's kind of like, well, to me, I feel like... The, the worst in football has now happened. Do you know I mean like mm -hmm. not the worst, but just in terms of results, in terms of not qualifying when when you should. I, I kind of want to finish by by asking a little bit more about the World Cup. Have you been to Australia? I've been to Australia. Yeah, um, yeah, to visit my sister. Great country. Yeah, bases in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. Another good part of the country. Lovely. Is making. Um, knockout stage a success or are, are aspirations higher than that? 
Um, yeah, for for us, like of course, first step is, you know, try get results definitely out of one of those two top teams. So it's Australia, Canada, and then Nigeria. So for us, it's definitely about in those first two games. You know, we really have to try pick up points, um, and then yeah, Nigeria as well. It's you know, it's going to be one of those where it just it might depend who just may want it that bit more um you know when it comes to because you know those sort of games could be the one that's you know give you those points to get to that knockout stage so for us of course you know we're i suppose not planning it but we're i suppose yeah planning it that we get to that knockout phase we feel like it is doable you know very very difficult but it's something that we feel that we can we can get there. You know, Kate McCabe can score from anywhere. Denise O'Sullivan is a little magician in, you know, in that midfield. You know, have obviously since she scored the goal, you read articles about Amber, but she always believes she's gonna score. And she does and she, you know, she said it. She said it, I think, to Vera before the game. She's like, if you put me on, I'll score. But I think she also says that every game as well. <laughs> and, and it hasn't happened, but it works. No one reports on those yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's Amber does. She just has this aura of confidence all the time. Talk to me about the environment and the, and the camaraderie um, and, and what effect Vera Powell has had on the, on the environment. I think for us, she, she, really, she does really understand us. And she's really kind of taken coming into Ireland, becoming the Irish manager. She's, yeah, she's mad to be Irish now. She, she really, you know, she really, really loves being here and she loves being a part of it. And I think that's something as well that we've, you know, we've needed. Sometimes if you are going to bring in, you know, a, an international manager, they do have to you know, understand, I suppose, just like the people. Obviously, people can put their, you know, way of playing, their style of playing. But I think understanding us as as humans is very, very important. And, you know, so that's the thing. She's actually, you know, very casual outside of, outside of the training pitch. You know what I mean? We have, we just have that freedom to be able to, you know, go off for, go off for coffees, you know, have a, have a games room, just hang around. Um, you know, she'll always put in in the day, you know, one hour of horizontal time, you know, that you, that we have to do. We're grand, yeah, go to bed, yeah, that's fine, yeah, no problem. And then, yeah, and then we have kind of our, you know, hour, hour and a half training sessions and we just know exactly what we're doing. And then, you know, that's kind of even leading up to it. You might have a little mess around and a kick around, but then it's like, yeah, she blows the whistle and then it's like, right you know, we work now. This is where we just fully, fully switch on. What's the best part about being a professional soccer player? <laughs> Even just in simple, simple terms, I get to go out, exercise every day, and eat a lot of good food. And it's just, sometimes that's just, you know, if you really just strip it back, if I'm just going back to that, you know, just those things of, I get to go out, do something that, I've been doing since I've been three years old, playing around with a ball, and then six, seven, eight years old, starting to play on a team. So it's something I've literally done all my life, and now, yeah, you get to do it as a job, you get to do it as, 
you know, almost like a release as well. You know, still going out and you're you are you're going into important competitive games, but it's it is you know the one thing that I can truly say that I you know I I know every inch of it. I know just the bare bones, just about how to be a footballer, and then I've just loved the process of being like, yeah, okay, yeah, I want to play football, okay, yeah, oh, okay, I'm getting into the Irish team. Okay, I want to go professional and then this is good. And then just that moment. So I went to Sweden, first of all. So look, it was obviously with Piemont. Loved it, played in Champions League. We were doing really well. Just that feel when you start to really turn it up a notch in terms of your physicality, your nutrition, um, just about being a professional and being an athlete. Because sometimes you just go through the motions. But I just kind of found this new level that I was yet yeah, dying to get to because I could just kind of see other people doing it and I was like okay. Do you um, do you thrive uh, in pre-season or is it a means to an end? Um, yeah I'm I'm a thriver I love pre-season I'm one of those weirdos <laughs> that you know what I mean I kind of love, love the long I, distance I love, running I love the pain yeah long, yeah yeah I've you know gener- still near the, the top of that in terms of yeah finishing leading the run always top three at least you know and yeah it varies and it changes but yeah it's just I, I did a bit of athletics when I was kind of when I was younger and in school and for me it's just kind of yeah it stuck to me um, and but yeah I just kind of I do love being able to push through that kind of pain barrier um, and like hitting new levels I just it just brings yeah I don't know a real satisfaction of just being able to to push yourself because sometimes it's just you know more mental over physical at times do you have any frustration about the disparity between the pay grades of of men and women um I think what more maybe is is that frustrating is probably just the amount that actually male players get paid. Like obviously in terms of, I'm not saying that we should get paid the same amount to them. I actually, that's not what, you know, most women are pushing for. But it's just the amount that they can get is, you know, their weekly wage could be five years of what I make, what I make in five years, they get in a week. And I just think that's just, you know, it's so outrageous Wild. that, yeah, that they, they can get that much money when, you know, in general, we, we do the, you know, the same, the same work, you know, you're, or you're in just, just as long as them, you're on the pitch just as long, you're doing this, you know, analysis, analysis, you're doing your gym work, you know, you're doing everything you can, but to think then that, yeah that just in general male players earn that much I think just seems just seems like sometimes the football world's gone a bit mad at times where you feel like that could they use that money if they took a 1% pay cut you know each player and it went into the women's side of their club that would do us for a couple of years you know in terms of just yeah, getting good quality pitches good facilities making sure that we have enough staff 
you know, because that's a, yeah, that's a massive issue. Like I was in the gym the other day doing a recovery session. We don't have enough staff, so I didn't have anyone in with me. But, you know, I was still able to, to get it done. And then just one of the male players was in and he had four or five staff members with him. You know, and he's, he's going through some rehab stuff as well. So it's just like, it can just be so different. You know, and we're, we're you know, struggling at times and, our, you know, the staff go above and beyond to make sure that they're, you know, medically helping people. Then, you know, if there's someone rehabbing, it's tough sometimes they just have to kind of wait or go on a, a game ready because they've got to go out onto the pitch. Like, they have to be out there. Do you think, not just necessarily in sport, but in business and the arts, that women that stand up are seen to be troublemakers? Yeah, people lead Or prima donnas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, different words used to, to describe them. Oh, she's been, you know, a bit, bit moody, bit catty, bit, you know. But how does that change then? How does that perception? Because it can't just be... Mm players talk about it yeah, like, yeah. en masse. Mm -hmm. How does that, uh, the world has changed dramatically in the mm -hmm. last five years, but it does feel, particularly from a sporting point of view, mm -hmm. that it still has a long way to go. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do you fast track that change? Yeah, um, I think now there are, where the game has gone, there is now, you know, I feel like, and it's always got to be the best people for the job in the job role. But I feel like now there is that, how football has developed. There are, you know, plenty of females as well that can either take those roles or just have, have an input, you know, to, because we're, we're working off a, like the, a blueprint of the men's game. Everything, you know, and which is for a lot of the time, a very good blueprint and you're, you know, you have that base, but, you know, the women's game is different. And I feel like then you need, yeah, you need that sort of input of someone who's, you know, who's played the game. And that's, that's at every, every level. You're in your 30s, or very early 30s. Mm -hmm. um, have you thought about when it ends? Not too much. Bits and bobs, you kind of, you, uh, you, you have to, I think, again. And... Um, in women's sport, you know, as soon, as soon as I do decide to hang up my boots, I'm going to have to go straight into a, you know, straight into a job. And that's obviously kind of not the same as, you know, some professional footballers, obviously on the, on the men's side. Um, but for me, so I've, I've always got to be thinking what's going, yeah, what's going to happen after. Um, you know, I think at the same time, I've probably been thinking that for years, to be honest. So I'm always along the way trying to pick up little nuggets of information and actually like really feel like what I, what I want to do. Cause that's, yeah, I have, you know, I feel like I want to dip the toe in a bit of everything, but I've got to really start to, to nail it down a little bit. But for me, you've also, yeah, got to keep yourself educated, make contacts along the way that could then help you just kind of down the line. It is that thing where I'm, yeah, I'm very much able to, you know, to separate the two. Like when I'm at the training ground, um, on the pitch, that's it. And, you know, no one can take away kind of game day from me or distract me from that or make me think that I'm in my early to almost mid thirties. <laughs> this 
child at heart um, would love mm-hmm. to be brought through his paces on one or two skills that I probably could have done with 25 years ago if I yeah. wanted to be a footballer. <laughs> we absolutely can. I hope you brought your boots with you as well. Oh, you better believe it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's have a go. Let's have a comp at okay. um, crossbar challenge. Professional against wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, right? Yeah. You lead the way. Yeah. Okay, you've first. had three warm-up shots, but we won't, three they, won't, we won't even you know about, about them. No, anyway, no, you've got, you've got your range. Know. You've got your range. <laughs> right. We're going through. Bit of laces. <sighs> Visualise. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. That's what I was doing this morning. I was looking at my clips. Big, oh, little big, air. little big, right. I'm I'm really not assessing Just this. Just go airborne, Brian. Don't yeah. take the camera out. <laughs> right. Oh! Oh! oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. I was like, where is he? Oh my God. That got the little spin and everything. I'm actually, oh. This isn't happening now, all right. <laughs> You took the tape off the crossbar. <laughs> right, I need to really, I'm giving it too much. Down. Oh! That is marginal. Oh. That's marginal. <laughs> ah, Brian, ah. that's an absolute hoof. Or they say as well to get the... The valve, yeah. The old hit, valve. Hit they the valve say, or point Sometimes it, point I think they direction. say when it's pointed, it could be, it's probably this old myth or something, if it's pointed up, it gets a bit more air. Okay. So I just hide it. Oh yeah, yeah. I never liked an old <laughs> valve. Yeah, I just don't, I didn't want to see it. No, no, yeah, it's, it's off-putting, isn't it? Somewhere in between the two. <sighs> too high, too low. That was all net though. Still quite satisfying. Okay. Oh. oh God, I thought I had it again. <laughs> oh God. All right, one Doing more. Well. Come on, right. one for the road. Yeah. One for the road. One for me. Come on. There it is. Yeah, and it was flush. It was absolutely flush. Yes. It was flush. Well done. Well done. <laughs> nice. Nice. One well on. Nice. One nice. On. Nice. Okay. Well, we haven't managed to get wet yet. We're yeah. Starting this bit, so cool. let's. Cut her. Lovely. Cut her. Let's get out, yeah. We're going to Australia. <laughs> surely. Surely. No, there's no surely. Screw you, accountants. You can't stop us now. Off the ball. Cheering on the girls in green.